Subiaco, a rare defeat at Leaderville Oval last week uh, to their co-tenants as well. I know that's not a result that uh, would have sat overly kindly with our next guest. Uh, they went down to the Royals. Uh, they're looking for a quick bounce back. It won't be easy against local rivals Claremont at Leaderville Oval in our broadcast game tomorrow. Lee Kitchen, decorated Waffle Korea. Where's the number one? He joins us here on Sports Breakfast. Lee, good morning. Good morning, Jacob and Wayne. How are you? Very well, Lee. Um, now, this is a rare conversation we have talking to a Subiaco player after a loss. How do you... How do you pull up from last week, heading into tomorrow against the Tigers? Yeah, a bit sore and sorry after last week. They uh, East Perth were brilliant. Um, out, outplayed us, competed harder than us, and uh, deserved to win. So we focused on that this week, I guess. The things that we we really didn't bring to the contest, particularly in the first half. If anyone was watching it last week, we didn't fire a shot in the first half. So big focus of ours is. Um, arriving ready to go and rolling up the sleeves from the first bounce. Lee, you've been around a while now. You've uh, played a lot of football. How's the body holding up to it all? I mean, you've pushed on for another year and, and you've, you're still playing good footy, but the body, how's it How's it travelling? Yeah, I was having a coffee with um, a mate of mine, Tim Scott Bradigan, this morning and saying it's, uh, it's been feeling good. I haven't missed a game touch wood through um, injury since being at Subi, so it's still mm. feeling pretty good. Uh, feeling fit, I probably feel fitter than I have the last couple of years. But uh, you know, don't want to moss myself there. But um, yeah, relatively, it's been been pretty good. Lee, um, you captained the state side last year, and uh, you also won the Simpson Medal as best of field. I believe the state squad will be announced on Sunday. Um, a very exciting, no doubt. You'll be a part of it again. There's another state opportunity coming up, and this time over in Adelaide. Yeah, it's a. It's a, a Brilliant thing to be involved involved with the state footy. I love it. I take it very seriously and uh, really proud to represent the Waffles. So if I'm in the mix again, that'd be great. Um, and we've yeah, they've they've done us over the last couple of years. We've we've played them. Um, won obviously very convincingly, and we clawed back a lot last year to probably miss a chance to, to snatch the game late. So I'd love to be involved in it again. And it's not exciting getting to go to Adelaide and being part of a travelling team too. So yeah, fingers crossed that. Uh, get to represent the state in the waffle again. Have you been told, Lee? The squad's going to be announced on Sunday. Have you have you got the phone call yet? Uh, I think it's all happening. Well, we'll wait to hear it Sunday. But, um, yeah, at this stage, don't really have an idea of who's in that squad yet. We'll find out uh, with that game coming up in a few weeks' time. Uh, you mentioned the start in the first half last week. Uh, East Perth started particularly well, six goals, four in that first quarter. Well, what did they do to ambush you? Or were you just off? I think you've got to give them some credit and we've got to take some responsibility as well. I think generally in those situations, it's a bit of both sides. So uh, I think if we didn't come with the, the right attitude, I think it came down to. When you look at how we went through the midfield, particularly in the first half, uh, yeah, if you, if you don't get your hands on the footy and you're not clean inside, you can get away from it pretty quickly. And I don't think we did that well. Um, and they hit the scoreboard. So... That's the things that we really have to focus on going into a, a, another form team who have been in form and have started the last geez, three or four seasons really well and have been in the mix come the pointy end of the season in Claremont. Well, does, to have another a really strong midfield. It doesn't get any easier with them, is it? Uh, so where are the areas that you've got to be improved against Claremont? You mentioned midfield quickly there. Is that, is that where it really just stems from? I think that's always a, a key... Uh, position you've got to win 
if you're going to be successful. So what we found was um, ground ball gets on the weekend. We were well down at half time, so contested ball, and, and then ground ball wins outside of a stoppage. Uh, so that's something we should be able to quickly rectify, and I think that's mainly through making sure you're right on edge, um, playing with the right mentality. So that's a big one for us. And then just one-on-ones across the field. I think that's when we've been successful over the years. We've been a team that will win their one-on-ones and, and then be able to go from there. But it's all it all builds off winning that first contest or initial contest with your opponent. Lee, um, Claremont and Subi have always had a good rivalry. It's a local rivalry. The two clubs are in pretty close proximity to one another. Um, there's always a bit of spite in these games as well. We've seen a couple of little melees pop up over the years. What is it about Claremont that seems to bring out a bit of spite for both teams? I think it's just uh, when you get two sides that have been sort of towards the top end of the ladder. Obviously, last year we weren't there, but for a long period of time, you get to know each other pretty well and the way you play, and you, everybody's looking for an advantage. So um, it's a passionate game, and uh, both teams obviously... Uh, of wanting to win that. So I don't think there's anything more to it than just two teams that want to desperately want to win. Um, what What's Zach Clark going to bring? I mean, obviously he's come back and he's been a, a terrific player. Um, and obviously you mentioned about the, key, uh, the keys of, of the midfield. What, what can he give you in the in the go of, of providing to the midfield? He brings a lot. Uh, one, just obviously experience. So he's seen it all before when you... You're coming up against different structures, different patterns, um, picks them up really quickly and is able to adjust. Uh, cool head. Um, he's been a part of a lot of successful teams too, so he knows what it takes to win. So they're the things with Zach, I guess. His body's in great shape as well. Um, so he's moving, covering the ground really well. I think sort of been our best, best couple of players through the first two weeks. So his performance has been uh, really strong as well. So he's, he's been a great inclusion and really wrapped having back at the club. Lee Kitchen with us, Subiaco captain. Claremont, their opponents, round three football tomorrow at Leadville Oval. Um, you lose Stefan Giro, which is a blow. He's your reigning best and fairest, but you do welcome back Ryan Borchette to strengthen your forward line. So you lose a key, but you gain a key. Yeah, exactly. Um, Steph's been brilliant over the, the, the what 20 games that he's played for us now. Um, he's really consistent in what he brings. Covers the ground well and uses the ball well for us, so he'll be missed, but exciting to welcome back Borch. Uh, in a new role as a vice-captain at the club, he's really stepped up in that sense, so his leadership will be really valuable as well in the front half of the ground. Uh, and I know he's just... he's um, He had a fantastic pre-season, I know everyone says that, and then was interrupted late, unfortunately, and uh, had, a con- had a concussion in, in round one coming back through the reserves. So uh, it was great to see him just get a bit of reward and be back out there. Lee, um, can you tell us about a couple of players, please, because we're broadcasting this game tomorrow. We saw Henry Berenger in round one. He comes from yep. Frankston, which is where you hail from as well. But am I right in saying he's come from the amateurs? Where where was the link there? Uh, I'm actually not 100% sure with the link with, with the Derringer. Uh, but yeah, he's from Frankston. Uh, but I'll have to follow that one up. Can't, can't give you too much about how he landed at um, Subi. I think we just saw it and liked what we saw with him. So I uh, tried to get him to come to the club. Um, but that, yeah, sorry, gents. Yeah, that's right. Might have to get him on the phone. I'll ask. I'll ask Dicko. Dicko, let us know. <laughs> Your hardworking footy manager. What about Luca Kentfield? He's named on the field, so I dare say he's debuting tomorrow. He is. Yep. Uh, so Luca's going to be playing. I don't want to give too much away, but I think if anyone watched preseason, they'd have a, a rough idea that he would play a key position up forward for us. Um, and he's also 
uh, pretty durable and handy and went through the ruck as well. So he was he, he did a great job as a um, 17, 18-year-old playing senior footy and league footy through a couple of practice matches and was playing against some great defenders, particularly when we were playing against uh, playing against Peel. So he acquitted himself really well and it's great to see him get his opportunity to debut tomorrow. But uh, good, good, strong mark. Covers the ground really well for a big guy um, and competes hard. So that's the, the things that we were looking for coming off last week. The one we're really excited about and we've heard a bit about already is Colton Tholstrup, who was over in Adelaide last week with under-18s commitments, but looked very good in round one. Could have kicked a bag. I think he kicked one goal three. And he looks ready-made for this level already, doesn't he? He does. He does. He's probably ready, almost ready-made for the next level too. So um, really, really wrapped having back. Uh, he's a fun guy to play with as well. He brings a lot more to the team other than just um, his on-field performance. So uh, it's great to see him over in Adelaide, but we're very, very happy to welcome him back this week. Uh, and he offers a lot. So I guess if, you, if you're looking out for Colton, you'll see a bloke that's um, really quick, competes really hard. You, amazing how quickly he gets back on the ball on second efforts and smart with it as well. So makes the right decision more often than not which is uh, probably beyond his years for a 17 year old playing league footy so we're apt to have him back and um, I'm excited to see how he goes as well. How's it been having a Schofield back at the club? Young Taj son of Jared uh, back at Subiaco how's that been this season so far? Taj had a pretty good game last week. He did Taj um, did a lot well last week, hit a couple of goals for us again made good decisions going forward we need to get the ball in his hands as often as we can he's a great user uh, another guy who's obviously grown up with a uh, elite footy coach as his father, so knows and understands the game really well. And on the back of that, makes the right decisions all the time. Uh, so for him, it's he does everything right. So he's obviously come from an AFL environment. Interesting. We obviously saw Taj go away when he was 16. So having him come back as a man was uh, took a little bit to get used to. But he's uh, he's been really good for us, and I think just as he's getting more comfortable. He cramped up round round one, so he was a bit limited just after half-time. We didn't get, well, for those watching, didn't really get a good look at him, but uh, he was really good for us last week, one of our best players, and when we weren't performing that well and sort of kept us in the game late. So, uh, yeah, really good user of the footy and smart and uh, pretty complete in terms of a complete on-the-ground player. Has he got his father's famous intensity as well? Uh... Different. He's certainly his own man, Taj. Um, definitely passion to win. He's got that the same as Jared, but probably approaches a little, just a little bit different. Um, quite, uh, quite like an easygoing, uh, quiet fella, but loves his footy. So when it, when he's talking about footy, he's got a lot to say, and they're all good things. Uh, Jack Mayo. Before we let you go, he's coming back through. I think he's come back through the reserves uh, at ACL last year. I know Jordan Locke is still a few weeks away, but um, Jack and, and Jordan, both pretty important parts of your team. I know they've had a podcast in the past, so they're always good for a word or two. Uh, where are those two at? Well, I was watching Locke train at the end of training last night, and he was looking great. So I uh, really don't want to rush him back off his injury, but he was looking really good. Um, they, they, they offer a hey, get both of those back, both senior guys, bring a lot of experience, bring um, that type of cool heads that you need in close games. Uh, so they're looking, they're, they're not too far away. Jack obviously had a great game on the weekend going back through the reserves. Um, and I think for him it's just about not wanting to rush back after having two ACL injuries 
making sure he feels really comfortable um, to come back and play league footy. But I dare say they're not too far away. Exciting times for the club. A couple of key premiership players to return. Uh, thanks for your time this morning, Lee. Uh, good luck tomorrow. Actually, one last one before I let you go. Are you still making coffees there at Dimitina's? <laughs> yeah, I am, mate. Yeah. You won't see me on the machine too often. You'll oh. get much better baristas than myself. So <laughs> if anyone's looking for a coffee, it's definitely a good place to stop by. Aussie Park, uh, for those wondering. Lee, yeah, good luck tomorrow. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a good day. You too. That's Lee Kitchen, Subiaco skipper. A champion player of the waffle and a terrific fellow as well. Lee always has time to uh, to say hello and, and chat to the fans and, and those who've got a keen stake in the waffle.